Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you done started. Talk to him. Attorney, high-performance coach, and speaker Cherie Prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick. From starting a business, marketing, strategies, and the ins and outs of their industries. We talk everything from book recommendations, lifestyle hacks, and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business. The Play Big Faster podcast starts now. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are so excited today that we have Daryl Brewer with us. And Daryl actually runs a health benefit and insurance company. So he is here today to talk to all of you entrepreneurs and would-be entrepreneurs about the importance of working with someone in his profession. Daryl, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Cherie. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Well, great. Listen, you know, one question I always like to ask folks is how did you come to start working in this industry and, you know, what are your products tailored towards? Well, I have come and gone, I guess you could say, come and gone and returned in this industry. Uh, I began a long time ago as a young man, uh, probably for the wrong reasons, to be quite frank with you, uh, years ago. Uh, I I did it for the money and I didn't enjoy it and I wasn't very successful. I eventually was, but it, it was difficult becoming successful. So I got out of the business altogether and I returned a few years ago and with a different appreciation for what I'm doing. And I actually enjoy it now. And it's a a lot more exciting and interesting and fun and profitable when you actually enjoy what you do. Uh, I uh, am in a life and health insurance specialist. My health insurance under 65 health insurance for individuals and businesses are my main go-to products. That's what I specialize in. Okay. Well, listen, we are always interested in the entrepreneurial journey. So you say you were in the business and then you got out. Tell us what you did in between, because I know that's an interesting story. Well, I, uh, I grew my business early on as a young man, my employee benefits business and uh, diversified. And instead of specializing, I diversified and became a financial advisor with Raymond James Financial and began uh, doing financial planning and asset management and as well as continued my employee benefits business. And so I was really a generalist. I was trying to be all things to all people. And uh, as a result, it became so mentally uh, exhausting that I began to look for other avenues to uh, let off stress, which is funny now that I think about it from this perspective. So I started actually building a couple of homes, spec homes on the side as a hobby. And uh, that went real well. So I did another couple. And then by then I had the bug and, and uh, got out of the uh, securities business altogether and sold my business and focused on real estate exclusively and Next thing you know, I'm building five houses at a time, then 10 at a time, and eventually 20 at a time. And uh, that business grew. And then I began developing subdivisions and bringing on real estate agents and had a pretty substantial operation for a while. And and, uh, 
unfortunately, real estate is cyclical, which a lot of folks are beginning to discover again. And um, I enjoyed the ride up in the real estate world and the ride down was a lot less enjoyable, uh, but it did happen. Uh, and um, the uh, and so there you have it. So now I'm back in the, the real estate world. I mean, uh, the insurance world. So you mentioned employee benefits. Um, break that down because it may mean one thing to one person, but you're in the industry. And so just kind of tell us what employee benefits is comprised of. Employee benefits encompasses a lot of things. It includes group health insurance primarily. That's the big, big thing. Uh, but it also includes 401k plans or any type of retirement plan for, for businesses, uh, cafeteria plans and all the products that go through them. Uh, it can also be key man life insurance for your key employees. Uh, so really any uh, benefit that an employer provides to their employees which is almost always insurance related, but not always. And um, my uh, background, when I first entered the business, I partnered with a uh, third party administrator that would do the administration for large group insurance. And that gave me a source to go to, to uh, sell individual products. And uh, as a result, I met a lot of small business owners who were too small to do a self-insured plan, which is what my TPA did. And uh, so it gave me a, a natural outlet. And next thing you know, my business is growing in, more in the health insurance side than any other area. Uh, and, and it's something I enjoy more, I understand more. Well, and, and that's, a good, that's a good segue, because when you say group insurance, you know, we get questions from large companies and also mom and pops. How large do you have to be to have a group? What's considered a group? The government deems a big group to be anyone with 50 or more full-time employees. Uh, and, the, and they have a, they define an employee, a full-time employee, somebody who works 30 hours a week uh, or more. And uh, anything below that is a small group. If you have at least 50 full-time employees, the government actually requires you, the employer, to offer group health insurance to your employees. If you're below 50, you don't actually have to offer it. It's voluntary. Uh, and that's why you'll see a lot of companies that have 49 full-time employees, or they'll have a lot of employees that work no more than 29 hours. <laughs> but uh, my specialty really is that niche that's below 50 uh, in full-time employees. Even though I do have groups that are more than 50, uh, my, I have a, a special product that works really well for the smaller employees. And we can really go all the way down to a, a single sole proprietor with no employees, just one, one person. Uh, so there's nobody too small for us. Um, so I guess you could say one to 49 is my specialty. One to 49. So I also heard you say that um, in terms of age range, you mentioned the number 65. Is that on your life insurance products? That's health insurance. Once a person um, reaches age 65, in most cases, they are eligible for Medicare. And although, like I mentioned before, uh, I specialize, but uh, like everyone in my industry, just about everybody, we have the ability to offer a whole menu of products 
one of the products that I can offer is a Medicare supplement policy for someone when they turn 65. That's just not something I focus on. I really do that for my clients when they turn 65, I'll help them. Um, but people under the age of 65 who are not eligible for Medicare yet uh, is, are the people who I focus on trying to help. Well, one thing that we um, also like to do, Daryl, we like to give people hacks. There are um, lots of folks who are in careers that 20 years ago they never thought they'd be doing. So if I was someone who was interested in following the path that you're following and becoming a health benefit professional, you know, what are some of, what is some of the advice that you give me um, about the quickest way to do it just based on, you know, some lessons you've learned over the years? Well, the, the first thing I would recommend to anyone uh, entering this field is to specialize. When you first get a license, um, you, uh, if you want to compare it to any other field, for example, let's suppose that you uh, get out of med school and you're a doctor or you get out of law school and you're a lawyer. Once you have that law degree, you can practice almost any uh, specialty in uh, law. But if you specialize in one area, you, you will be good at it. And if you try to be all things to all people, you won't be good at, at any of it. And the same thing is true in our industry. Uh, so many people who first start out, they have a, they can sell uh, life insurance and health insurance and Medicare supplement, all these different products. And they're so excited and they, they don't really know what they want to do yet or what they're good at or, or what is really in demand. And so they just start, as someone says, do you sell this? Yes, I do. And then and the next thing you do is you're trying to learn about all these different products, all the different companies, and they're constantly changing and coming out with new bells and whistles. And it'll you'll end up like I did, you'll burn out. If you'll focus on one niche, like for example, under 65 health insurance is what I focus on. And I've chosen to put all my mental energy in learning that space. And by doing that, you will, uh, be, you'll be able to devote more time to being uh, knowledgeable in that one realm you and you will be you'll be better at it so you'll have you will be less likely to burn out number one and uh, and then you'll be people will start thinking of you as the person who specializes in that one area and it gets a lot easier so that would be the first thing the second thing I would recommend is create you a team if you can, when I uh, first got started and I would call on business owners and I would walk in and I would qualify my prospects. I would ask about their business. How long have you been in business and, and so forth. And uh, I would ask them if I could have an opportunity to uh, become their health insurance uh, agent, or if I could quote on their health insurance and they might say something like, well, no, I'm happy with my health insurance or my nephew or son-in-law handles that for me, but I am interested in uh, a 401k plan or a, a um, worker's compensation or something like that. And instead of trying to uh, be all things to all people, and it took me a couple of years to figure this out, it, it finally occurred to me, why not go find me somebody who specializes in 
workers' comp and general liability and somebody who specializes in 401k plans or someone who specializes in cafeteria plan. And that, and then what I did was when someone was interested in one of those other areas, I would bring them in and I would say, I recommend this person and that person would handle that and pay me a percentage. And likewise, now what would happen is I had a team of five of us on our team. So now I had four other people out making uh, relationships with business owners, referring me in. So now instead of me out there all by myself, I've got four other people making sales calls on my behalf and it's a win-win. And, and by doing that, I didn't have to try to be the expert in all things. And the other thing that helped me is I learned quickly that I'm far more comfortable uh, talking about some, how wonderful somebody else is in their field, talk about their credentials that I am about bragging on myself. And so whenever someone would say, yes, I need someone, uh, I'm interested in this over here. And I would say, well, I recommend so-and-so. They're dynamite. I, you know, I, I, I know their personality. I know their, their uh, reputation and character and I would vouch for them. And uh, by doing that, we all were more successful. That's a, I would highly recommend that you specialize and build your team uh, early on. So it's so great that you would mention team building because that's all that's often recommended um, by lots of folks that I've spoken to about their industries. What do you think are some of the things that may be misunderstood about um, the health benefits section? Yes, probably some of the most misunderstood um, uh, perceptions or misconceptions uh, about health insurance is some folks think that. Uh, they're all the same, or they think they're, that the prices are negotiable. For example, if you, um, I, I use this example a lot. Uh, when, when I call on someone and I give them a quote, for example, and they say, well, that's more than I really want to spend right now, uh, but I'll do half of that amount. And, the, and, and if an agent were to say, well, I can give you something for half that price, then they think they've negotiated the price down. But in, in fact, what they've done is bought less insurance. Right. And I'll use this as a, people will understand this. If you talk about life insurance, if you quote someone, say a million dollar policy and that premium is a thousand dollars a year, uh, which means you're young. <laughs> uh, and they say, well, I can't afford a thousand dollars, but I can pay $500 and say, well, we can do that, but you will only get a half a million dollars worth of life insurance. And they understand that. But in health insurance, they have a tendency to think that they can get the same coverage for less money just by negotiating. And that's not the case. Right. So now we are on year two following um, the pandemic, the COVID outbreak. How has COVID affected the industry? Um, just based on your experience? Well, it actually, believe it or not, has not had nearly the negative impact on the bottom line with the health insurance companies as was anticipated. Uh, the companies, uh, every company that I knew at the very beginning uh, was, was terrified that they were going to uh, have huge losses. Uh, when it was all said and done, 
there really was very uh, very little difference in the bottom line, the, the claims. I think what happened was although uh, a number of people got really sick and went to the emergency room and a lot more of those, so many other people uh, quarantined and hunkered down and and didn't go to the doctor or or uh, unless it was real serious and so those claims went way way down and it all balanced out so i don't think that uh in fact i know that the bottom line for most for the health insurance industry has not really been negatively affected much at all by the by uh the covid so have you but have you even seen um where people less people qualifying for health insurance. Have you seen any changes in just being able to qualify for coverage? No, uh, not really. For example, the, you know, the companies that I represent, if you are not actively being treated for the COVID, if you've got, if you've had it and you've gotten over it, then they treat you as if you never had it. So, uh, no, I haven't, there hasn't been any, the only time that, that uh, any companies have any restrictions is if you were just die if you wait if you go get diagnosed and then go try to buy it right then, then they'll make you wait thirty days before you're eligible. You have to, you have to be recovered for at least thirty days. Okay. Well, listen, Daryl, you told us so much about what you've done professionally, but let's talk about Daryl the person, um, kids, family. Daryl, where are you from? Well, I've been in Madison, Mississippi for so long, you might as well say I'm from here, but I, but I started out in life uh, in Pascagoula. That's where I graduated from high school and went straight to Southern. Well, I went straight to Delta State, actually, played football there, and then I finished up at Southern Miss and uh, married a Jackson girl, which brought me to this area, and I've been here ever since. Okay. Uh, I've been here so long that but when I go back to the coast, they think I'm from Jackson. So yeah, so now you're playing in Mississippi, and you you do have some kids, right, Daryl? I do. They're fortunate. They're both grown. Uh, they uh, and started to make families of their own. So I'm I'm a true empty nester. Okay. Well, Daryl, listen. They are just you brought so much value to the conversation today. Is there anything about you or the industry um, that you'd like to share with us in addition to what we've already shared? Well, I uh, would just in, encourage people uh, to when if they decide to go into this career to recognize that they are going into a sales career. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of people uh, have this negative attitude about sales as if uh, as if that's a, a dirty word or a bad thing. But when, when I was coming up, when I graduated from college, sales was considered a respectable career. It's uh, one of the most lucrative careers. And what people, a lot of folks don't understand is almost no matter what you do, you're in sales. Even lawyers need to generate business and doctors and medical and hospitals were all in sales in one form or another. And, um, uh, so if you go into this business, the thing you have to realize is you've got to build your business by going out and telling people what you do. And if you're excited about what you do and you believe in what you do, you shouldn't be ashamed to tell people. And so that would be the most important thing I would um, 
we'd like to share, I guess, in addition to what we also talked about. Now you also, when you talk about sharing what you do, you do provide some educational content online as well, correct? Yes, I do training, online training, and I enjoy that. When, when I first uh, graduated from college and went into sales, I was very blessed that we had uh, companies that had in-depth training. They would send us off to other cities and large companies and, and put us through formal training programs and so forth. And, and I enjoy passing on that knowledge to others. And what I do is I'll actually do it recorded uh, videos so that uh, they, my agents can watch them when it's not during selling hours. And also I'm making these videos when it's not during time to call clients. Um, so yes, I, I do online training and I have a program, I call it Fast Track. And uh, it takes somebody from the first day when you walk in to learn how to turn your computer on all the way to uh, how to service people after the sale and everything in between. Awesome. So if our subscribers wanted to find you and look at some of this training, is it available online or is it just available through working with you directly? Uh, I can be found online. My website is, is, is my name, www.breland.biz, B-I-Z. And my phone number is 601-624-2424. And by the way, I serve people from the Rocky Mountains to the Atlantic Ocean. And I've got about 40 agents under me. So look, so pretty much anyone who needs health benefits or life insurance, they can call Breland Health Benefits and Insurance is what you're saying. That's exactly right. Okay. Well, Darla, thank you so much for your time. We are just grateful that you shared your knowledge with us and what you do and how you actually add value to entrepreneurs and subscribers. Until next time, thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me and I really am honored to be here. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. Already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.